Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a very lovely person, Pooja! Hello! Hi! <laughs> today, we're going to talk about someone... I was gonna make a make try to make a joke or inference. We're talking about vision today. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, what do you know about vision? Vision. Oh, I thought you were saying we were gonna talk about someone's vision, like like a like a psychic kind of thing. Having someone else like, oh my god, it's gonna be this is just so far out of left field. <laughs> yeah, especially especially since that's not what this podcast is about at all. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, apparently, this is a person. Um, so I don't know. For some reason, in my head, just popped up like this lady with gray hair and like, um, like a mask and like in all black. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I have no idea why. Because that, I mean, that could very much be vision, I guess. I had a, I had a vision of vision. Yes. Yes, you definitely did. Yeah, I, I did, I did. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is vision. Oh, wow. No, oh, it's the guy. Okay. Yeah, well, kind of. Kind of, okay. Kind of. Okay. So, do you want to know what Vision's real name is? What? It's Vision. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's consistent. Yeah. O- occupation is adventurer. Okay. Not, I, not, I, not psychic? No, no, adventurer. Oh. So he's So he's homeless. Oh, no. Uh, well, he's not homeless. He just doesn't have a job. Um, oh. His identity is publicly known. Okay. So if someone was just like, "Who's Vision?" It's like it's Vision, and then they'd be right. <laughs> uh, legal status undetermined. Huh. As an Avenger, as an Avenger, he was granted provisional citizenship in the United States. Nobody knows where he comes from. I'm assuming. Uh, well, no, no, well, no, no, people, no, know, people where know where he comes, where from. comes from. Okay. He's just provisionally a citizen. Okay. Interesting. Former aliases, Human Torch and James Hammond. Oh! Is he like, is that Fantastic Four? Uh, no, the original Human Torch. That's what we're talking about. The one from the Golden Age. I, who was okay. named, whose name was James Hammond, actually. Okay. And then, um, the place of creation is, uh, Brooklyn, New York. Status, married. Ooh! That's that's wonderful. Congratulations. So get your hands off, all you people wanting to marry Vision. <laughs> He's Stowed taken. Rel- Stowed relatives. Wanda. Uh, Wanda Maximoff, which is uh, which is Scarlet Witch, is his wife. Pietro Maximoff is his brother-in-law, and Thomas and Williams and William, his sons. I have more to get into that, by the way. There is the fact that he has sons as Buck Wild and the story around them is amazing. He first appeared in Fantastic Four Annual Eleven as the Human Torch One, but as the Vision, who this is the what I'm more interested in, 
in Avengers number forty, um, number fifty-seven. Um, and it's a pretty cool cover as well. I'm gonna. It has like a black background. Everyone's in like a shade of red, and it's just like like these like kind of light, uh, light uh, red clouds just kind of billowing up with like vision kind of standing above like miniature versions of like the avengers looking in terror it's really good cover has a kind of like satanic vibe yeah uh it first came out in october 1968 mm-hmm. um behold the vision dun, dun, dun. that's what the cover says to me well, it says that it says that, and it's just what the it's titled. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and his origin was told like the the next episode, the next issue, which I'm about to get into. So, the artificial being who would one day be called Vision began his ex- existence in 1939 in the laboratory of Professor. Phineas T. Horton, one of the pioneers of the fields of artificial intelligence and robotics. The culmination of Horton's research in an android who mimicked virtually all the organic functions of a human being, including independent thought, but was composed entirely of synthetic materials. Uh, The one flaw in the android's design was the photoelectric solar cells which covered every inch of the body serving as a power source uh, that served as his power source were too volatile and caused the epidermis to of the creature to burst into flames upon contact with air without harming the android so basically in order for the the first synthetic human uh, synthetic being to exist, like, if it just had air at all, like, it'd be like, well, I guess I'm on fire now. That's, that's pretty awesome. Bio powers. Which, Which is why he became the first human torch. It's not a bug, it's a feature. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. After he uh, revealed the android's atten- uh, existence to the press, public opinion uh, swayed Hort to seal the creature away since... Uh, until such a time that his flame could be controlled. Uh, the container proved faulty, however, and the flame ignited explosively, permitting him to escape. Uh, wreaking havoc in, in its innocent exploration of its new environment, the creature dubbed the Human Torch soon realized the panic he was causing and doused himself at a swimming pool. So basically, this little baby was just like, hey, look, I could, I'm, I'm, I'm on fire. I don't know what fire is yet. Why is everyone running away from me? I just want to play. <laughs> yeah. So, that's so Frankensteinian. That's very Mary Shelley Frankenstein. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'll just go in the swimming pool now and take the fire part away. That's very polite of him. Well, I'm on fire. I, screw, screw, screw you. I hate you. I'm on fire. <laughs> me. Fire. You not. Get away. <laughs> <laughs> The Human Torch eventually acquired mastery over his flames and became a crime fighter. He allied himself with the fiery mutant uh, Toro, 
and served as a member of the Invaders in the All-Winter Squad during the 40s and early 50s. Um, he was part of the Golden Age team of Marvel superheroes that, um, well, at the time would have been timely, but uh, they went over and fought, like, they went over and fought Hitler and stuff. And if I'm thinking correctly, the Human Torch, the first one, killed Hitler. Like, he basically he basically just like, hey, look, a bunker with Hitler, and I'm just going to fill it with fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he was Antifa from the beginning. So, in 1955, the Human Torch discovered that he was losing control over his flames, and after bidding uh, Toro farewell, went to the American desert to try to destroy himself by overloading his solar cells in a single burst of maximum output flame. That's like a pretty metal way to kill yourself. Like you're just using the sun. That's not the first time someone killed tried to kill themselves with the sun. Oh my god. And Marvel like not oh the first god. person I talked about. Damn. Like it's a, a It's pretty good. These people are hardcore. I know, it's just like I'm gonna harness the power of the sun and just die. <laughs> also that's like very polite of him again. He's like, um, oh, I, I can't control my flame anymore. I guess I'll just douse myself in sun this time. Sorry, everybody. Bye. The human torch was not destroyed, but plunged into the earth and laid inert and insulated for over a decade. His body eventually was found by the criminal genius th called the Mad Thinker who used his own knowledge of Android to repair and restore most of his original uh, synthetic tissue and nervous system. Um, he partially restored the Android's memories, but coerced it into battling its enemies. His enemies, the Fantastic Four. When the Android realized the evil and what the Thinker wished him to do, he sacrificed himself to save the Fantastic Four from a sneak attack by... The Thinker's computer, Quasimoto. If you want to hear a Buck Wild story, listen to my Quasimoto episode. It is Buck Wild. Let's just say, let's just say the Mad Thinker created a computer that could think and feel sorrow, Aww. just so it could press a button. Oh, that's that's not nice. The Thinker fled the Fantastic Four and left the Torch's body in the laboratory in Nevada. Huh. A short time after, a the powerful human-hating robot Ultron located the Mad Thinker and demanded uh, that he give him, uh, give it an android. Ultron could fashion into a sun. Oh, the human torch son of Ultron! What a twist! Uh, the Thinker told Ultron of the torch. Uh, the torch, well, the human torch android's whereabouts, and immediately set forth to Nevada to retrieve him. When the inert, uh, when the inert android was in its possession, uh, Ultron then located Professor Horton, who was now working as a tele television repairman, coerced and coerced the uh, ex scientist into helping him. Bring the torch back to life. 
Ultron insisted that it be modified to eradicate his former memories, appearance, and powers so it could be completely new life. And not that of, no, the Human Torch. The original one. So, this is, this is how the Human Torch became Vision. is by becoming son of Ultron. Pretty much. And it gets more complicated. Oh no! <laughs> the Vision has a really messed up family tree. Aww. Let's say that. Aww. That's uh, relatable. No, I'm kidding. Thus, Horton removed all the solar cells on the android's epidermis, which enabled them to burst into flames, and replaced them with other specialized synthetic cells pertaining, permitting it to like change its mass and solidity. That sounds even cooler, to be honest. Like, anybody can just burst into flame. But, like, now you can, like, change, like, how, like, your size and stuff like that, and how much you weigh. Like, you're, 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 like, messing with the laws of physics. Well, I mean, it's not, like, that doesn't happen every day. True. In the Marvel Universe, but. Yeah. The laws of physics. It... The laws of physics in the Marvel Universe is very loosey goosey. Yeah. It sounds pretty wibbly-wobbly. Uh, but Horton couldn't bring himself to, like, tamper with the memories at all. So when the android returned to a rareness, he realized what happened to him and went on a rampage. Ultron killed Horton uh, and battled the android into submission. Then Ultron bulk-erased its previous memories and used a computer um, program based on the brain patterns of a dead Avenger, Simon Williams, to be the basis for the personality for the android. So, so now we're adding another wrinkle of another person. (laughs) Oh, man. So now we have Wonder Man, who at this time was dead. Oh, okay. His brain patterns was put into Vision's head. Oh, so he became a third person. Yes. And took on his identity and memory? Except... I mean, not identity, not the identity, but the memories and and feelings and thought patterns. Yeah, like like he he started identifying probably as Wonder Man. Uh, Ultron then dispatched the android to seek out the Avengers and lead them into a trap. The android betrayed Ultron, however, and... Helped and helped the Avengers defeat him, dubbed the Vision. The android or synthesoid uh, was elected into the Avengers. Oh, so he was. Wait, so he was bad and now he's good. Well, he was never really bad. Okay. He was like good and then people tried to turn bad, but then he just was. Too self-sacrificial. Kept trying to, like, take up so little space that he would rather die than inconvenience people with being in flame. And then somebody, like, messes with his head again and he's good even more. Yes. This guy, this guy seems really nice. He's a, pretty, he's a pretty good boy for the most part. Yeah, yeah. For the next few years, or as it says here, the new few years, which I guess is technically the same. The new few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The next ones are going to be the newer ones. All I'm like, I, what I'm seeing here, like the further I get into these books, just more and more typos. And I have a, I have a feeling it's just like I'm, I'm not gonna like they released this within a year, like uh, over like six hundred something characters. Oh, I mean, geez. and everything, and they wrote out and they like really painstaking. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna fault them for it. I just feel like some of these are very obvious and should have been fixed. Yeah, yeah. I get the feeling that they only like edited edited it partially. Like after a certain point, like I just release it. It's been too long. It's been over a year. Pretty much. Fans are waiting. So after the next few years, he served faithfully in the Avengers, helping them frequent numerous menaces. Hesitantly, he created a close relationship with his fellow Avenger, the Scarlet Witch. First, at first, he denied himself that an android could have feelings of love for another being. She's so precious. <laughs> but the witch eventually helped him obtain full. I mean, obtain his full potential for intimacy. Does that mean he has a da- donger as well? I guess. <laughs> he, got a, he got a robot dick. <laughs> he's like Data. He's he's uh, trained in all ways of being a human. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> After learning the full history of his existence from the Time Master Immortus. That's I a guess cool name. If you want to hear about Immortus, listen to my Immortus episode. There's too much for me to... There's... I have... I I still don't know any Marvel, except for some of the movies, and that sounds like a cool-ass name. It's a really cool... It's a really cool name for a person who's very complicated and breaks my brain when I have to put together his continuity. That... That that honestly makes sense if you're, like, a time guy. If you're... If you're... Time guy named Immortus. Like, you're going to be messing with people's minds just by people reading about you. Yeah. Uh, after after learning his full history um, from Immortus, he finally felt worthy to marry the to, to marry Scarlet Witch. Ah. Yeah. A small uh, ceremony was performed by Immortus by the, uh, for the couple. And after a short honeymoon, they returned to the Avengers and served on the team for several more years while residing in a large suite in the Avengers mansion. Eventually, the couple saved enough of their own salary to put down to put a down payment on a house on their own. Uh, Aww. Uh, also, how much do the Avengers pay? I don't know. It doesn't say that in the book. No, it doesn't. They, it is a paid salary. Uh-huh. In fact, there was a whole, um, there was actually a whole storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Wolverine story. It was mm-hmm. called like Wolverine in the big in the uh, like in the big leagues or something. Mm-hmm. When he became an Avenger, they, like it's just like holy crap! I have a salary and I can mm-hmm. afford to live. Wow! <laughs> like. <laughs> enough that he basically like started up a new school and everything a oh, new wow. a new school so he could teach some of the um ex babies and whatnot 
Yeah. And by the way, I don't mean ex-babies as in the Mojoverse ex-babies. I mean ex-babies as in like, you know, the younglings with the with the with the X gene. A mutants. Yes. That's what I was trying to say. Mutants. Yeah. yeah. A baby mutant school. Yeah. Yeah. It's a also, really good run. I also I'm wondering who pays them? Where are they getting the money from? Um, it's actually from like like Tony Stark and the other billionaires uh, yeah. put aside so, money for it. Because basically, if you're in the Avengers, you have to be full-time. Right. Like, on call. Yeah. So they basically, once you join the Avengers, it, it if you want to be full-time, and, well, if you want to, you know, quit and just be an Avenger and, mm-hmm. like, not have a secret identity, you should be able to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you should mm-hmm. be able to live a life without worrying about money because you're not, because you have to be full time. Mm-hmm. You have to be on call. So does that mean that Tony Stark's everybody's boss? Uh, not necessarily. Um, what it is is like, uh, like the Vision. I'm pretty sure like the Wasp and like a bunch of other people put money in. They make sure that you know that the people who save the world from being destroyed don't have to worry about their bills, which is okay. Which oh, is better so, than a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like the uh sounds like it's a a a, a cooperative. It's almost like a cooperative. I would say th- cooperative model. That is definitely <laughs> that's similar to that or or that that's like a it's like more of like a like a union, I guess, actually. Oh, no, no, it's more of a cooperative because all of them make their own rules. It's not necessarily like a outside force right yeah so but it's like um so you have a few people people like pay dues and something like that right well no i think it's like legitimately just like hey these billionaires have more than enough money to just basically pay a living wage (laughs) to other people then yeah then um technically it makes them well i guess not their boss it's just it's just redistribution of wealth. It's just like the Avengers got it figured out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they just it's just very self-contained. So yeah, they have enough money to put down a payment in a house in Leona, New Jersey. And they resigned their active membership, tried to leave like a normal life. Mm-hmm. Um despite the fact that neither of them like tried to conceal their true identity, nor did they seek any type of employment. Oh, okay. Um, it's not known like why they didn't do anything, because like even like reserved members of the Avengers, they get like a stipend. Mm-hmm. Like it's not as much as a full salary or anything, but it's basically to you know help them get by. So you know they can drop what they're doing. To help the world if they need to. Um, but it's not that high, so no one knows like, oh, why didn't you try to, you know, do maybe they're maybe they're just like really fiscally responsible. Maybe. Maybe they're just like they they, they know how to manage the money to the point they don't need more. Maybe maybe they have a farm in the backyard. Well one of them doesn't have to eat. Oh, so that probably helps a lot. That that helps a lot. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> Also, one of them could warp reality with her mind. Yeah. So, so what if, I guess she could warp reality to giving her some more money. Maybe that's maybe that's it. 
I have a feeling that their powers probably help them just live off that stipend pretty easily. That yeah. sounds like it sounds like what's going on. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They led a relatively quiet life and uninterrupted uh and interrupted on rare occasions by menaces. Uh, at one point, the uh, Vision Arms was destroyed and he had to get it replaced by an inhuman scientist. I feel like that would be like a pretty big interruption to someone's yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, if you lose a limb, that's like uh changes everything really for and then, until you get that new limb back, I guess, from your inhuman scientist friend. When the Baxter building was threatened by the Knoll Field of Annihilus, the Avengers then chairman, uh, the Wasp, summoned the Vision and Scarlet Witch to assist them. Attempting to breach the uh, the barrier, Vision disrupted it. Basically, like, his brain wasn't working too good afterwards. It's caused him to, like, seize up. Um, he was brought back to the Avengers mansion for resuscitation. And, um, they're, they're in effect to accelerate the Android self-repair system. Self-repair systems. Um, Star Fox telemetrically linked Vision to Isaac, the computer system of the, of the planetoid of Star Fox's birth. Titan. So he has a he's a fourth person now. I guess. I guess. Uh the the experience altered the vision's way of thinking. Uh-huh. And he began to complement the he began to contemplate the notion of assuming control over the earth. Oh no. <laughs> even as Isaac regulated as Isaac regulated Titan. So basically, he would have just like. It's like when someone gets a brain tumor and like their uh, their personality completely changes until oh. the brain tumor is removed. Yeah. <laughs> they, oh, no. Except his is just like, I think I'm going to be a fascist now. <laughs> oh, no. No. Curse you, brain tumor. When most of the Avengers as well as a number of Earth's other heroes, disappeared for a week in order to fight in its first secret war. The Vision assumed control of the remaining Avengers, and upon their return, he employed his newfound ability to impose his will on lesser minds to coerce the, uh, the Wasp into relinquishing chairmanship of the team to him permanently. The Wasp was the chairman of the Avengers? Yeah, she was the first of uh, first one of the first Avengers, and she was basically the person in charge of it for a really long time. Well, how come she was introduced in the Ant Man movie then? Well, technic so so the so the Wasp that you see in the Ant Man and the Wasp movie, mm -hmm. that is a second generation one. The first oh. Wasp, Jenna Van Dyne, mm -hmm. not Hope Van Dyne. Genevieve Dine was stuck in the quantum zone, and oh. she gets retrieved in the second movie towards oh. the end. Okay, cool. Good to good to know that they didn't just like throw a very important character to the side. Yeah. So under his uh, leadership, Hawkeye and Mockingbird were sent to Los Angeles to establish a West Coast franchise for, uh, for the Avengers. This was the first step in Vision's plan to establish. Branches of vision, uh, well, branches of Avengers across the world. 
He sought the so- he sought to solve the world's problems by bringing the government's businesses and militia under his di- uh, militia under his direct control. So he also tried to control the militias. Yeah. Which yeah. is uh, uh okay. I guess I mean, you get you get all of them. You get all of them. You can still like pretend that there's like separation. Okay. Yeah. No, but like I'm 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 picturing like, you know, a bunch of like reapers like wanting to join like like wanting to join the Avenger and he's like, Yeah, yeah, you can do it now. Well well it's it's not like it's not like you know, it's just like, hey, you're in the Avengers now. It's just like you're under my control. Oh. Because I have the Avengers all over the place. <laughs> so he goes around and like try to gain mind control of a bunch of reapers. That on top of like all these governments and like other like institutions. Yeah. Why not? Interesting. You don't want you don't want any you don't want any resistance. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, he found it necessary to link all the world's computers together, abandoning his humanoid body and fully project his intelligence into the master computer. After taking control of the United States nuclear uh arsenal and defense system, he he convinced Envision was convinced to abandon his uh, grand scheme by his Vela Avengers. Then, then he just went back into his body and destroyed the control crystal that uh, Ultron once implanted in his cerebral circuitry. And that pretty much made it to where he can never be taken uh, over by an outside intelligence again. Should have done that a little earlier. Yeah. Well, then, but then, and then the link with Isaac, which is the computer that was controlling Titan, mm-hmm. was broken. And he returned okay. back to his normal way of thinking, except now without the crystal, he became a warmer, more human person. Yeah. yeah so, all benefits all around, especially if Isaac is telling him, telling him to take over the world. Yeah. Why did they, wait, why did they link up to Isaac again? I don't even remember. Oh, it's to, to make him, because he has repair circuits. And they wanted to be like, yo, we want him to, like, you know, be alive again, again. so let's hook him up to this other computer so we can, like, you know, jolt him back. Emergency uh, car, like, the, the, you know the thing that you do with the cars? When your battery died? Yeah, yeah, you jump them. Okay. (laughs) Resigning from the Avengers in shame over what he did, he volunteered. He voluntarily turned himself in to the National Security Council for examination. Oh my god. Eventually, Council was just like, yo, you seem like a good boy. Go, go, go in the yard, run around, be happy. (laughs) (laughs) He just went up to them like, I have been bad, punish me, and they're like, no, you didn't need to do that. Just, just be, just, just be normal. (laughs) You don't need to be this good. Yeah, so he so he was still like surveilled by the government a little bit. Oh, of course, they're they're gonna want to do that. Yeah, but uh, but afterwards, like he and the Scarlet Witch just went back to New Jersey, found a new home to replace the one that was burnt down by anti uh, protesters. Oh no, because <laughs> that happened as well. Okay. Their house was burnt down by anti mutant protesters. Damn, I wish the the government was nice to like minorities the way that they're nice to mutants. <laughs> <laughs> in the Marvel, they only surveilled them for a little bit. So, still, still issuing like dual identities or regular employment. 
So basically, they're just like, yo, I'm the Scarlet Witch and I'm a goddamn robot, uh, but we just want to live a normal life. <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> so, uh, they reluctantly moved over to the West Coast Avengers, and they, you know, got into a couple of, uh, you know, adventures with them. During a battle with the Witches of New Salem, Scarlet Witch managed to utilize their magic in order to basically make her imagine a baby. Two babies in their in her belly because uh he doesn't make baby juice. Oh. So she imagined babies really hard. <laughs> and they happened. Recently he became a parent with the Scarlet Witch with their two twin sons. Uh, Thomas and William. Now, the thing they did not mention is those babies were turned into a person's hands at one point and disappeared. Their souls and bodies were disappeared. Well, 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 can't do that to children. What the? What the heck? No, you can. No, you can. You can. You could be a person who normally has demon arms, like not demon arms, but demons forearms, as in like their whole body forearms and then and then you could be like well no i want these babies as hands so you just make arms and then put the baby like i'm talking like imagine like if a mermaid instead of having a tail Uh had like a whole person's arms and body as their tail no (laughs) why have you put this image in my mind (laughs) so that happened to that happened to his baby Oh no! So this is, this is, why do you, you want to have babies for him? <laughs> why not? <laughs> T- tell me, is there a single reason why you why there's a bad reason to have baby for arms? Because you can't do anything with their hands anymore, and then on top of that, they cry. <laughs> they cry and, need, and poop and need to be fed. That's just inconvenience all around. You can't put them aside in a room to like take a breather. You just they're just attached to your body, and you have two of them. That sounds like the opposite of good. So, uh, he's six two. Okay. His weight is variable, but like if he's like normal density, he's like three hundred pounds. Oh wow! Okay. His eyes are gold, he has no hair, and he has red skin. Golden eyes. It's, and red yeah. skin. It's a good combo. It is, it is. Um, he he can lift about 50 tons at um, when he's at maximum density, and 5 oh. tons at... 5 tons at his minimum density. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a strong boy right there. Well, actually, no, sorry. I This is written um, confusingly. So 50 tons as a maximum density, 5 at normal density, and none minimum density, because that means he's intangible, and he can't lift anything up. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So now I'm going to just go through his powers. Um, so he can go like at peak-like performance for like two hours before fatigue. Poisons build up in his artificial blood and cause him to tire. Well, okay. It's like it's like, it's like real muscles, except yeah, 
it's basically lactic acid. Like he gets lactic lactic acid. It is it is Marshall's. Why would you include lactic acid in your robot build? I don't understand. I don't understand it either. Well, it's because he was built to resemble a human. Yeah, but like, couldn't you really just make him better? Also, I mean, he can fly and turn and tangible and lift fifty tons. I guess. <laughs> I mean. But- <laughs> I- <laughs> Also, he could go for like two hours, like that's, you know. Yeah, that's, that's you're, pretty good. That's pretty good. I just, you, don't, you don't have to. You don't have to. Like, there's not many things you have to go like full strength for two hours at. Yeah, it's just. I feel like if you're if you're building, there's like you have to make the conscious decision to include that. So you know, I feel like you don't. It it wouldn't make it wouldn't. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be something you just hap- it happens it's just it's like a thing that you're like oh okay well also we need to give him fatigue so um he can photosynthesize what? with 99% efficiency oh my god that's 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 like the one superpower I actually want to have photosynthesis yeah, he doesn't have. He doesn't need to eat or drink for any purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, he could like also use some of that 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 energy he builds up and just like, hey, I'm gonna shoot a laser on my forehead now. Pew pew. They could be controlled within the temperature range of 500 to 30,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Laser, laser forehead and temperature control. Was it? Yeah, he could control the like the laser beam between five hundred degrees to thirty thousand degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, wow! It's like a, yeah. it's like a really intense laser. <laughs> um, he can also like can he can also like uh, you know, control his density so he can become a ghost or a rock. Oh wow, that's a that's a pretty pretty wide spectrum. Of and he breaking can, the laws of physics. Um, he could also fly by basically making himself like lighter than air. That um, makes sense. Now he does not fly quickly, mm-hmm. but he can fly. Is it like more like levitating or like actually like forward propulsion? Forward propulsion, basically. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um. He can also just like pass through someone else's body if he wanted to. <laughs> that's creepy. That's that's yeah. He he basically becomes a ghost, like actually. And like one of the things he could legitimately do is just like I really don't like this person. He could like walk into them and then turn solid and then walk out. And they pretty much just die. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's too much, man. So he doesn't like to do that that often because yeah. he can easily kill people. Yeah, he's he's way too much of a good boy. I feel like yeah. he'd be racked if he'd be racked with guilt if he did that like impulsively or something like that. So what do you think? What do you think about the vision? Well, he sounds uh, pretty great. Uh, he sounds pretty op. Um, <laughs> to, <laughs> to be honest, fine because he has so much self-control and like he's he, he needs to feel better about himself honestly 
He doesn't need to keep, he doesn't need to keep killing himself every, every few decades. That's like, you don't need to do that. It's okay. You won't hurt anybody. <laughs> I promise. So yeah, I think he, I think he's pretty cool for the most part. It's just, um, I feel like he's either overused or underused when he's used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which, which both are a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you know, I just want to be like a nice medium used. Yeah. You know? Just like a recurring character guy that does a bunch of stuff. But like, you know, not too much. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, um, so yeah, let's do plugs. Cool. Um, yeah, I have, I guess the public things I have are Twitter and Instagram, um, both at Projotse, P-R-O-J-O-T-C-E, um, where I do normal everyday things, like, not tweet, and post pictures every once in a while. I think you're on a quarterly basis at this time, point in time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's taking a little longer for me to get out the tweets these days. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I, I, I usually do every three months, but like it's taking an extra month this time. Uh, well. Come up with a good joke. Well, you know, you have to you have to store up a lot of energy. Yeah. You know, yeah. to get those out. Yeah. So. It, 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 it literally takes me a full day's worth of energy to come up with a very nice joke. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, so uh, my name is Jesse. I have a podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids. And hopefully, by the time uh, soup soon after this comes out, uh, the, I, the feed at least will be up for limited theories. It's a podcast where I talk about um, Marvel, Marvel uh, limited series, like four to five issues normally. Mm-hmm. Um. Along with Rob Trevino from Interrupted Tales and Parapsychology. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a Patreon. If you want to give me some money, you can go into the description and click on that link. And uh, besides that, this has been Alphabet Flight. And uh, please listen to Prince Namor. And don't toot that horn. Bye. Bye. Bye.